0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 4 for 4 podcast. I am your host, Anthony Picard, and I will be joined by Ty Warbach as we are going to bring to you the week 10 matchup of the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Football Giants. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today is Friday, November 13th, 2020, and the Philadelphia Eagles are getting ready to take on the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands this Sunday at 1 p.m. The Philadelphia Eagles are coming off their bye week, and Doug Peterson looks to improve his record to 2-3 in games coming off of a bye week as the New York football Giants are coming off a 23-20 win against the Washington football team in Week 9. This will be the team's second meeting in less than a month as the Eagles were able to beat the Giants 22-21 on Thursday Night Football back on October 22nd. Ty is going to be joining me in just a second. We're going to talk about the Eagles-Cowboys Week 8 matchup as... We have not recorded a podcast following that game, so we are going to give you our thoughts on that game a little bit as Carson Wentz did not look that great, and we can only hope he will improve on that this week versus the Giants. We will also get into if this will be the week that the Eagles finally lose to the Giants, and it has been quite some time since that happened. We also have Miles Sanders returning We're going to talk about how Alshon Jeffries should be used in this offense and if the Eagles have found their Nate Gary replacement. That's all coming up right now.
1: Ty, what's going on, my brother? Hey, Slick. How we doing, brother? Long time no talk.
0: I know, man. I was going to say, it feels like it's been a while since we last spoke.
1: I know. Hopefully our fans or listeners don't think that we already gave up on this this good thing we got going on. But I
0: definitely haven't given up faith yet. Um, just, you know, last week was an important week for our country and it also happened to be an Eagles bye week. So there was no game to discuss. So we thought it would be best to, you know, let everyone focus on what's more important and not
1: football. Amen. Amen. Slick, and, uh, yeah, we won't even get into politics on this show. That's not what we're about. We're supposed to be an escape for our listeners to talk about some Philadelphia sports, but, uh, Regardless of who you voted for, I hope everybody just kinda of accepts the presidency moving forward. Um and that's politics. But what well, well how you that's been slick? So
0: right. Hey, I mean, I can't complain, Ty. I mean, since the last time we spoke on this podcast, I know me and you have spoke personally, but um I was in intent I was in attendance for the Eagles Cowboys game um last or last Sunday night, whenever it was, down at the link. Uh it was fun, Ty. It really was.
1: Yeah, I you, uh, those seats, I couldn't even believe, and, and for everybody to preface this statement, uh, Slick did send me his seats and how much they were, and I was absolutely shocked, considering yeah, there's sometimes only... Sometimes
0: you gotta treat yourself, you know, Ty?
1: Well, no, I thought the price was extremely cheap, oh, considering yeah, the they, seats.
0: <laughs> no, they, they were cheap considering, but, uh, definitely a spur-of-the-moment decision to purchase them, you know?
1: <laughs> hey, we've all been there, Slick, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's a good that's a good decision though. I mean, we won, and it was the Cowboys. So to be there in person is just that yeah. much better. I yeah, mean, that honestly, was
0: my, that was my first Eagles Cowboys game. Um, so now I have officially seen the Eagles play all three NFC East teams, which is something I didn't really plan on doing, but I thought about it, and I was like, oh wow, I've been to a Giants game, been to two Redskins games, one in Washington, one in Philly. And first Cowboys game, so I can knock the NFC East off my bucket list.
1: No, that's hey, there we go. Like that's good. Hopefully, both of us see them play every team in the NFL by the end of our lifetime. Oh, that would be something. Uh, I think I think that'll happen. Um, anyway, though, what what would you think about the Cowboys game? I mean, obviously, it was it was kind of ugly, but let, let's hear your take on it. Slick. it
0: definitely was a very ugly game. Um, my take on this game is definitely um. A bit different, just being at the game. You're you definitely don't feel like I, I guess you can say as connected to necessarily what's going on because you're only you know seeing what's in front of you. There's no announcers, nothing really going on. So my initially watching that game, I mean Ty, you can agree with me. It was ugly. I booed <laughs> the hell out of them going into um, <laughs> halftime. Carson, I, four turnovers. It's it's bad and just he was just playing stupid football holding on to the ball way too long um mon- monday after the day after the game i was off work of course and i went back and watched <laughs> some highlights of the game just to kind of like you know refresh the memory pick up on some things i didn't see and just carson holding on to the ball continues to be an issue and it's at the point where he's in his like fourth and fifth year now and he's making mistakes you don't see joe joe burrow making as a rookie
1: yeah i mean <sighs> I completely agree with you, Slick, on all, all the takes there. It was very – I mean, you saw it in person, so uh, you probably got the best firsthand of, of what was going on on that Dallas bench. But uh, – oh, yeah, right.
0: They had energy going the whole night, man.
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Eagles, Cowboys, they should. If they don't, yeah. then shame on them. But, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about last podcast about Carson getting rushed so much, Carson getting so hit so much, Carson getting sacked so much. But where do we draw the line in terms of when it's his fault too? And yes. that first sack last uh, in the Cowboys game in that first quarter when I don't even know if Carson went blind for like two seconds or what, dude. That guy was right in front of him and yeah. he he didn't even he didn't even blink. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like, and then I see you're right. I see Joe Burrow on the red zone making a nice play, aka a throwaway when there's no play there and. Yeah. I, I respect Carson for trying to extend the play, but he really is doing way too much this year. And I think we gave him too much of a benefit of a doubt in, in regards to two podcasts ago because um, we were really hyping him up. And then he kind of just disproved everything we were talking about. But yeah, And,
0: and Ty, I'm happy you brought that up because um, I'm pretty sure that was on the podcast and what you're referencing. I made a comparison of Carson Wentz to Brett Favre in the aspect of he's going to turn he's going to turn the bar, ball over he's going to throw some turnovers but he's a gunslinger and this week it actually comes out earlier yeah. this week that Brett Favre comes out and says that he would have kept Nick Foles over Carson Wentz and that's sending you know maybe a weird message as we know how close Doug Peterson and Brett Favre are And to hear Brett Favre come out and say that, you know, the Eagles had a bye week this week. You never know if Doug and uh, Brett got on the phone together. You know, maybe Doug's having a cocktail, Brett's having a cocktail, (laughs) just catching up. And Doug says, hey, we should have kept Nick. And, you know, a couple days later, Brett Favre comes out and says it. You know, I don't – it makes you think, like, why was that in his head?
1: Oh, 100%. And I didn't even – to your points, like, I didn't even know they were – they were really close. It actually makes me think if maybe they played against each other or knew of each other growing up as kids, or or whatever the case is. But uh, either way, yeah, yeah it's, it's, so
0: they were. At, uh, Doug Peterson was Brett Favre's backup quarterback when they were in when uh,
1: he was in Green That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, so they did. I, I forget how young Doug is sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. You know, no offense to him, he's a great coach. Well, sometimes, but he doesn't really look his age, I guess. But Besides the point, um, in terms of your comparison, yeah, it's kind of funny how we said that and then not knowingly, you know, that this would come out. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, I, we, I know both of us are not going to agree with that take whatsoever. I'm not even going to entertain that take because, yeah. I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe it slipped out of Doug. I mean, Doug's definitely, he's a thinker. Like, he's got to be wondering, you know, what would have happened? What could have yeah. been? And but it is what could have been. Yeah, should have, could have, woulda. I mean, well, exactly. we are with Carson now. You gotta gotta move on with the guy you picked, and Carson completely I mean, and deserved that like spot.
0: Nick, it's not like Nick Foles is out there. You know, he's they're calling for Mitch Trubisky back in Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like Nick has gone out there and he's he's putting up these numbers, and you know, it's not like he's doing much better. But Ty, I don't know if you got to uh, read or hear the full back and forth with Doug. And it really seems like Doug does not have Carson's back. And it's to the point now where it's it's getting obvious and it's getting concerning. So I'm going to read a little back and forth here. The question, the question was asked. It was. Brett Favre, Brett Favre offered the uh, opinion yesterday that you guys should have kept Nick Foles over Carson West. His comments arguably have a little bit more weight since you guys are tight. Just curious what your reaction to his comments are. Doug Peterson answered. I respect Brett's opinion. Yes, we are friends, but I haven't talked to him, and he's entitled to that. And that's about it. I'll have a conversation with him off the record. Then it comes back with the question. says, just to clarify on Brett Favre's business, you said you respect his opinion, but his opinion in this instance was that you should have kept Nick Foles and gotten rid of Carson Wentz. I'm assuming that's not your opinion. Doug Peterson answers, I respect Brett's opinion. He's entitled to his opinion, and that's fine. I'll leave it at that. Then he goes on. The question again goes, before this gets blown out of proportion and everyone runs with the Doug doesn't support Carson today and stood up for what Brett Favre said, I just want to give you a final opportunity to clarify. Those were Brett's thoughts. They weren't your thoughts. When the decision has to be made in the organization, even through personnel decisions like that, are usually tough it probably wasn't difficult for you guys was anyone beating down the door to do something different Doug says in regards to Nick and then the question says no Nick over Carson Doug goes no Carson's our guy Carson's our draft pick Carson's a guy that's going to carry us to lead this football team listen everyone's entitled to their own opinion those aren't my words those aren't Howie's words Jeff's words those are his words. I respect the opinion and what he wants to say. That's fine. We're going to remain friends. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. All I know is Carson Wentz is our guy. Huh. Time, I mean, I don't know. I, I apologize for my reading right there, but <laughs> it's it's the way he's coming off. It's he, he's just saying Carson's our guy.
1: Okay. And well, let, think, let me ask you this. Like what was did you see the video did you see the in person did you see his body I language heard, I
0: heard I heard the audio I didn't see the the video of it
1: Uh okay I wonder what he was doing what his demeanor was like cuz I didn't I didn't get the chance to look at that Um yeah. and I I feel like you might have read it more optimistically than Doug probably said it just in my mind cuz he's kind of monotone but yeah. I mean go on you you were going to say something
0: No that's all I mean it's just he's coming out and you I mean, I guess there's I don't know, because then it's like, what do you want him to say? This this question has gotten brought it up now since the Super Bowl, since 2017 about Carson over Nick. And I mean, I think they're honestly just sick of answering it now. So, I mean, I kind of want to give Doug Peterson the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, I would have been a little bit more harsher towards Brett in the media just to put it out there and make it seem like you have your guys back 100% and you don't agree with what Brett said. But Doug just came out and says, hey, he's entitled to his opinion, which, again, is true. But <laughs> I just want to see some more fight in, you know, Doug coming out and defending – I guess not defending, arguing what uh, Brett Farbs came out and said.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Slick. I, I mean, let's be honest, he probably gets that question – Every time Nick Foles is back in the spotlight, he's getting a starting position in Jacksonville, getting a starting position in Chicago. Whatever the case is, if Nick Foles sucks, he still gets that question. So, yeah. I mean, if I was in Doug's shoes, I'd probably be sick of it as well. Uh, but you're the face of our team, and you're, you're the coach. So, regardless of what, uh, how tired you are with it, uh, you should have the same r- rhetorical answer every time. And that's – I mean, I guess he did say it. I kind of really want to watch the, the video now because – if he said it, you know, and he's he's staring this reporter in the face and, and letting him know how he feels, or was it, you know, just a kind of uh, scripted answer type deal, you know what I mean? But yeah. Either way, I, I I I agree. I think I'd rather him, you know, yeah, kind of yes, come out. I,
0: and you know what, though? <laughs> Only time will tell with what is going to happen. With We're going to be arguing about this, I guarantee, 20 years from now. It's never <laughs> going to go away, so, I mean –
1: yeah, I mean, other than McNabb, Carson's had the longest tenure as the yeah. most quarterback I've seen. So definitely, yeah, we'll be talking about this for years, years to come.
0: But well, let's move on to this Sunday's matchup against the Giants. Um, what are your thoughts going in? You feeling good?
1: Uh, honestly, slick. I mean, we talked about how sh- crappy they looked in. Uh, in Dallas, I don't know. I'm not feeling great. I mean, obviously, we had a bye week. We're going to get some people back. Hopefully, obviously, Miles Sanders, maybe even Late Johnson, but he gets hurt every other play. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we could get – I didn't even know Big Fletch was on the reserves as well. Yeah,
0: um, he, he's sitting down for some rest. I think that's just the veteran's day off for him. Yeah.
1: So he should be yeah. ready to go. You're probably right. But I, I do want to see what Alshon can do. And, uh, you know, see if he even comes back. But I don't know. I don't feel great. How do you feel?
0: Ty, I feel good. I'm a bit optimistic, like you said. We're getting healthier. Um, You know, Fletcher Cox didn't practice today, but he should be good to go on Sunday. Um, Alshon Jeffrey was a full participant in practice today. Lane was limited. So was Jason Peters and Miles. But from what I've been hearing throughout the week, they should all be expected to go uh Cravon LeBlanc was hurt with the quadriceps. he has he had a full practice today he should be ready to go so we are getting some reinforcements back and Ty it just seems like the Eagles always find a way to beat the Giants so I I I'm not overly confident going into this game I don't know if it's the bye week if it's the whole election mind you know not really being. on the birds all last week. Um, I don't know. They're going to New York and, you know, there's no crowd. So there'll be no fans there. There's not going to be much of an advantage. Um, One thing to watch, Ty, this actually just popped in my head. Um, I don't know if you remember when the 49ers were playing in the Meadowlands. They had back-to-back games against the Giants and the Jets. And they complained about the turf up there. And that's why a lot of their players were getting hurt. And if I'm not. I could be wrong, but I know when Saquon tours ACL, I'm not sure if he was home or away. But that could be something we should keep an eye on as the turf because all reports that we've been getting out of the Meadowlands is the players aren't too happy with that turf.
1: Wow. I That's that's a crazy stat, a crazy take. I didn't know that. So like... Yeah,
0: Ty, I mean, honestly, it just popped in my head. So maybe the Meadowlands isn't looking that good for the birds and we hope we don't end up like the 49ers coming off of it. But, yeah, Ty, I just – I think we always just find a way to squeak out a victory against the Giants. But who knows? I mean, this might be the week that the the Eagles finally lose to the Giants. So,
1: Well, I don't think that's going to happen, Slick. You're, you're so right. We always find a way, and that dates back to the Super Bowl year when we beat them with that Jake Elliott – uh, kick that was like sixty yards or whatever. Yeah. It comes back to literally two weeks ago um, when we somehow beat them with a very de- that was a very depleted Eagles team. Uh, but we're getting some players back. I mean, as you mentioned, a couple guys are coming back. So I mean, I maybe you're. I think you're just making me more optimistic. Um, I feel good about this singular game, but overall, oh. as an Eagles fan, I'm not feeling too good. Uh, I did. Make a wager with my buddy that who is a skins fan. Or I'm sorry, football team fan, oh, yeah. and <laughs> didn't want to mess that up. And uh, we both bet. He took the football team. I took the Eagles. Hundred dollars for the NFC. So okay. Overall, I feel I feel very good about that bet. Um, and if it's not us, it's probably going to be the Giants. I don't think the football team. I mean, they looked really bad against the Giants. So I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, so Ty, as as you were saying, um, the Giants did play the football team last week. Um, They won by a score of 23-20. to Um, And the Giants have actually won two of their last four games. And both of those wins both happen to be against the football team. But, I mean, (laughs) that is a team that the Eagles did lose to in week one. So, I mean. You know who has the advantage? I mean, any team in this division—you honestly have no idea at this point.
1: Yeah, I would—I uh, would say that I, I chalk that first loss up to us having a hot start. Really, I mean, I can't remember the last time we played a really good first half, other than mm-hmm. that half. Uh, so that's why we lost. That's what I—that's what I tell my friends when they, you know, bring that up. But yeah, uh, but, either way, I, I mean.
0: I I, this game, I, I I think I can make a case for the Giants in this game. But um the Giants are going into this game as three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Eagles. So the Giants are a home dog this week. The over set at 44 and a half, which I honestly don't think it's going to get that high. Yeah. Um, I can't see the Giants putting up more than 17 points, maybe. And, I mean, the the Eagles – I mean, like you said, you, I, I want to get hype for this team. I want to expect the offense to come out all guns blazing, but we just haven't seen that yet this
1: season. Yeah. and uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, Slick we talk. I harp on the injuries probably the most. Uh, but I think this is a really big week in terms of us just maybe making a little bit of momentum going, maybe get the locker room more involved. I mean, we just need something to really just spark not only the offense, but I think the team just needs a different energy. And maybe that'll be Miles Sanders coming back, maybe not. Uh, but we just need, if Carson throws one complete game, I'm right back on the fence. Uh, or not, I'm off the fence, and I'm saying this team is dangerous. And yeah, it's, it really comes down to him at the end of the day. I mean, that, that's just how offenses are in the NFL now. But, I mean... If he cuts down even half the dumb throws or the non-throwaways or the sacks, if he cuts down half of that, we're going to be all right, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out.
0: No, we are, Ty. And, you know, you're talking about that energy. And, I mean, I, I can see the Giants coming out with that fight. I mean, Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, I mean, they seem he seems to have his team, like, ready to go. And um, the four losses um, – that um, of the season they have been decided by one possession for the Giants. So the Giants are in every single game almost that they have been in. And if Evan Ingram doesn't drop that pass against the Eagles, they could have easily taken us out week seven on that Thursday night. And they also gave Tampa and Tom Brady a run for their money. Now Tampa did not look good at all against the saints the other night. So <laughs> you can also take that with a grain of salt, but this Giants defense has recorded five takeaways uh, in the week nine game uh, last week. And uh, like how Carson has been giving the ball away like it's Halloween candy. That's something that is kind of concerning to me. Carson definitely has to limit the turnovers. And by limit, I mean no turnovers. He needs a game to get his confidence back up when it comes to holding on to the ball. But, I mean, this Giants defense is playing hungry. They're getting the turnovers. And the Eagles need to make sure they match the energy coming out on Sunday.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, it really always—it really does always come down to Carson and his play and his turnovers, his decision-making. Um, but I, I think just to flip it on the other side of the coin, we might have to look at maybe the play calling again. I mean, we, it seems like we're just kind of running circles around this team here, and I don't know. I just need something to kind of realign everything that, that we've been talking about because I do see the potential. It's just not blossoming whatsoever. So yeah, yeah, I agree. We need we need some energy coming out against this giant team, and we need we need to destroy them. I mean, that's that's really what we need.
0: Blowout. That's definitely what we need. And like you, we've mentioned before, uh, the Eagles will be getting Miles Sanders back this week, and it also looks like our old buddy Alshon Jeffrey will be making his 2020 season debut on Sunday. So Ty, now. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how the Eagles and Doug are going to use Alshon this Sunday. Now, if it was up to me, my take on it is I don't want to see Alshon on the field unless it's in the red zone. Um, I don't think he should be getting any snaps. This isn't the Alshon Jeffrey of 2017. And he is yeah. a Super Bowl hero that he once was. And for the first time in maybe a decade, over a decade, The Eagles have, I think, two legitimate, young, talented whiteouts in Fulgham and Rager, and you don't want to see Alshon getting in there and taking valuable snaps from them, which can be used to get experience in this league that you can't get anywhere else. And we have Greg Ward, who's been very serviceable in the slot for us, a very, very good player and consistent for us. And John Hightower, he's made rookie mistakes. We've seen him with some drops. But he's also shown some potential, and he shows that he he has some breakout speed. So I just don't see where Alshon fits into this young core at all, unless they're throwing a fade to him in the back of the end zone in the red zone. There's no reason he should get on the field.
1: Yeah, Slick, I mean, I it's hard to even – I mean, there's no way he's at the level he was in 2017. I mean, his confidence was through the roof. He was playing with the torn rotator cuff that whole season, which still – to this day, yeah, it blows my mind. It literally is unreal that he could even bend his shoulder. What? I don't know the extent of the, t- the tear, but, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, Hightower certainly hasn't impressed me. I'm sure he hasn't impressed you. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's got time to develop. Uh, but I, I, one player I want to see more of is Jalen Rager, no doubt. Yeah. Um, he was balling uh, two weeks ago before the bye weekend. I just think we need to – Throw the ball deep more to him. I mean, maybe not to the old, to the shoulder of the defender, but the shoulder yeah. of our player, uh, Carson. I mean, he, he threw some of those deep balls that were so gross to look at. But, yeah. yeah, I think we just need to blow the top off the defense a bit more, and that, in turn, will get everybody else more involved. Um, I'd like to see a bit more tight end action. I'm not sure what the health situation is with Goddard either. Um, Goddard
0: should be a full go. Um, he – during the Cowboys, he was very limited um, being his first game back. But hopefully we'll see, you know, no limitations on him this week. And you are very right. They have to get the tight ends going. Um, and I do agree with you with getting the ball downfield. And that comes back to this offensive line getting a little healthier. You know, Carson has the time to sit in the pocket without getting pressure. I mean, we we have complained that he has been holding on to the ball too much, too long. But, you know, he has to. So, has been getting a lot of pressure. So yeah. if, you know, you can get that pressure down and allow your receivers to work open downfield, hopefully Rager will be open for that deep ball. And we saw that first game of the season against the, Cal- or against the football team, excuse me. And, I mean, I want to see that again. Uh, I would, you know, I still watch the videos of Deshaun Jackson uh, last year, the first game of the season at home against Washington, just <laughs> completely taking the top off. And that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, that was that was a trip down memory lane, kind of yeah. like our last podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah. like I mean, I would love. I mean, we'd love to see it right, but we yep. got to make the right throws. We got to make the right calls at the right time. And uh, again, it comes back to Carson and Doug, the people we, you know, the they're the leaders of this team. They need to take responsibility for that and be accountable, and hopefully take that initiative. But uh, just kind of moving on to the other side of the the team here. I did note that uh, T.J. Edwards was replacing Nate Gary this week, which I know I'm a fan of. Uh, what do you, what do you, what's your take on that, slick? Uh,
0: I think it's great. Uh, Nate Gary has been placed on, um, uh, I, I believe it's the IR. Uh, I know it's all different this year because of there's a COVID list, and you're you're able to get players back earlier. So he was he's been put on some injury list, so he is going to be out. Um, and T.J. Edwards straight-up balled last week against the Cowboys. He played a career-high 62 snaps. Uh, and that oh. was coming off of a hamstring in- injury that he missed two games. And he also led the team with 12, ta- with 12 tackles. And he was the one that had that strip stack on Ben DiNucci, which led to Rodney McLeod's touchdown return, which was very energetic in the link, I might add. But <laughs> that was all brought to you by T.J. Edwards, and I can do without Nate Gary being on this team ever again, forever. Uh, (laughs) As long as T.J. Edwards can stay healthy. You got Alex Singleton, who had um, that pick six against the 49ers. He's been a stud in there. I mean, granted, I'm not saying any of these (laughs) linebackers are serviceable or should be NFL caliber caliber, uh, linebackers, excuse me, but we're getting production out of them, and they're not Nate Gary, so... Expect good things out of T.J. Edwards this week. He's going to be my player to watch on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Ty, just keep an eye on the young linebacker. And from what I heard, the Eagles are very high on this kid. So,
1: you know, hey, that's that's what I like to hear. And um, to, to that interception take, I I do want to say that was probably I think me or you could have been on that field and made that interception. Oh yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was thrown right to him. Yep. Uh, granted, yeah, he still it. ran it in. So, oh yeah, we'll we'll. T- but yeah, Nick Gary, me and you have talked about that off off the podcast as well. He is not good. He's not good for a team. I, mean, I hope he gets healthy, but trade him, release yeah. him, whatever we need <laughs> to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what what do you think on the the scores, slick? You think it's going to be? I mean, you mentioned low scoring. What's your prediction?
0: I I'm going to keep it. With all right, I'm gonna go. I don't think the Giants score a touchdown this game, so I'm gonna go Eagles twenty-one Giants. Actually, no, I take that back. Eagles aren't putting up
1: twenty-one. Eagles
0: seven. (laughs) Eagles seventeen. Giants nine. All
1: right, all right. I I I don't like that score. That's such an Eagles Giants score though. Like it's like seventeen and then the nine. Yeah, that's. That's, yeah, just the numbers are so awkward, and yeah, but it's correct.
0: That, that's an Eagles-Giants
1: score. Yeah, I'm going to go more of a regular score. Uh, I'll I'll do 24. I kind of like that 9. That sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, 24 to 9 because right, I want to see more points. All right, so
0: you're still taking the under, though, right? Under. The
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take the under.
0: Yeah, I, I like the under. As industry. boring as that is. Yes, and the Eagles also, um, they're minus three and a half. I do like them to cover. Um, I think it might still be tight even with that, but I i do like them to cover. I mean, clearly right now the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East. They're going to get a little bit healthier. I mean, I don't think they're any threat to anybody in the playoffs at this point, but, you know, they're coming off a bye week. Um, Todd, we haven't mentioned this. I mentioned it in the opening but Doug Peterson is one in three, coming off of buys. So you know he's obviously going to try Yikes. to improve that record to two and three. Um, and you know maybe this bye week is what the Eagles needed to get their the mental right, take a week off, get a little healthier, and let's see what the second half has in store for this team. And we could be going on a ride, Ty, a magical ride, or we can be going on a ride to a first round elimination.
1: So <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Well either way, if uh if we make the playoffs I I, I mean obviously we want to see them make a run at it because if not it's it's almost like why do we even make the playoffs? We could have gotten a better draft pick. That whole conversation. <laughs> um but I, I Slick, <laughs> come on man. You can't <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh please ignore <laughs> Slick during this this portion of the podcast. Um I think the Eagles are gonna come out. Uh, definitely going to be another ugly game, but definitely an ugly W and, uh, and yeah, I'd win, say, right. Hey, I, I'll take the money line. I'll take the, I'll take the points too. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty lucky recently with my, my sports betting. So I'm feeling right. good about that.
0: Great tie. I'm going to throw one more in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Take the Jalen Rager over receiving yards. You'll thank me later. I like that a lot, and I
1: hope it happens pretty yes, good. me too. All
0: right, Ty, thank you for joining again. Keep on enjoying Minnesota and uh, making some new people up there Eagles fans, hopefully. <laughs>
1: uh, the stereotype is just as true out here as it is at home, Slick. Oh, so, yeah? uh, I think I rep the Eagle brand better than, than most. You know, if you were out here, it might get a little bit more vulgar. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either I, way, I either way. Hey, well, you stay safe in Philadelphia. I know some things might get crazy there. um, But either way, props to you, brother. And uh, thank you again for having me on. All right, Ty. Hopefully we'll be seeing you back in PA soon, man. I'll be home in two weeks, actually, for Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit me up about that. All right, well, you know where I live.
1: Yeah, I might. uh, Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But all right, right, Slick, have a good one, brother. All right, I'll talk to you, man. All right, All
0: right, that was Ty Warbach joining me as we talk a little Eagles-Giants, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Picard. That was Ty Warbach, and we will holler at you next time. Let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.